Okay, first podcast filmed in Athens, Greece out of uh, the new office for Ideoli that we uh, just opened up today. It's first of the month, we're very excited. Today I sit down with a very intelligent, very intelligent person, uh, graduate from the infamous MIT. He's based here in Southeast Europe and he builds engineers, designs his company, massive, uh, very intelligent and complex transportation projects. Join this episode of the Invigorate Your Business podcast as I sit down with Antulio Ricetta in glorious Athens, Greece. My name is George Strombolis, and I'm extremely passionate about traveling the world, meeting new people, and learning about new businesses. Join me as I sit down with other entrepreneurs to learn about their journeys. This episode of Invigorate Your Business starts now. I'm very excited to have you here today. This is uh, the first day in our new office here in Athens. And uh, we're, we're just excited and filming our podcast. This is the first episode that we're actually doing here in Athens oh, wow. as well. Uh, so we, we met uh, a couple months ago through a mutual friend. And uh, the interesting thing is we have done business indirectly with your company in Canada and then come to find out you actually work here in Greece and your background. So I appreciate you sitting down with us and uh, just talking to us about your business, your background, what you do. So welcome. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And also, welcome to Greece. And uh, as they say in, in Greek, Kalorizico, with good roots. Thank you. The office and the company. Yes, we met. I was very pleased to meet you. I have been in Greece for the past 25, 27 years. 27 years, okay. And the reason I came is because uh, I was uh, in college, and in college I met a a beautiful Greek lady that is now my wife. Always a lady involved, right? There's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we decided to, to come back to Greece and get married here after she finished her PhD. And I started working for, we were both in Boston. I started working for IBI in Boston a year before we came. Right. And when, um, when we decided to move, IBI fortunately decided to open an office in Athens. For, for you, essentially. To essentially, the yes. Yeah. It's, um, IBI is very much based on, the, on the, its people and the potential that the management sees on their people. And um, I am very grateful that the, the management then uh, saw the opportunity to continue working with me. Totally. And uh, explore the opportunities in Greece. Yes. Uh, we came in uh, 1997. So it's 25 years. And then Greece had just uh, gotten the Olympics. They, they announced that, the, 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 the Athens, that Athens won the Olympics. Right. And that brought uh, a, a very good momentum to, to the country on, on what pertains to infrastructure and infrastructure. So the, the, the 2004 Olympics were really catalytic in, in Greece, doing that leap towards uh, a... A country and a city, Athens, having a, a lot more mature and complete infrastructure. And that's what IBI does. See, and that's, that's where infrastructure, if you're driving through a tunnel, through a big mountain, if you're on a highway with toll roads that are connecting cities yes. in Greece, in Southeast Europe, right? You guys are operating around the world. Yes. 
before we even talk about those projects that are complex transportation pro pro uh, projects, take us back. So you were born and raised in Venezuela. Oh, yes. I, I, I want to hear that story because, and I know you're modest, but I want to talk about, you went to one of the most prestigious schools in the world, MIT, but yes, walk, yeah, us through, I went to MIT. walk us through that path from Venezuela to MIT and how does that look? It has to start with my father. My father is Italian. Okay. And he emigrated to Venezuela in 1950. He's still alive. He's living with us in Athens. Okay. <laughs> so back and forth, Italy and Greece, right? You have to... Yes. He's... Well, he, because of COVID, he goes back and forth to Italy. And he's 91 and he still can take care of himself. So he's, he's doing great. So my father, Antonio, moved to... Emigrated to Venezuela in 1950. And he started doing different jobs. And one of them, he became a mechanic, a car engineer. Wow. Okay. And, and uh, he was working with my grandfather. He had a, a gas station and a, and a shop. In Venezuela. In Venezuela. And then uh, my mother and, uh, fell in love with him and they got married. My mother, Josefina, who, is, who was from Venezuela. Wow. So they had three boys. I'm the third. And we grew up in the suburbs of Caracas. It's like saying that you grew up in Halkida, for example, uh, yeah. if you compare it to, to, um, to Athens. So a good hour outside of the city. Yeah. Yep. So we, we, we were quite isolated as, as kids. We were going to our good school, Catholic school and so on. And um, however, when my first brother finished um, uh, his uh, high school, he started looking to uh, have for opportunities abroad. And those were the 70s. And the 70s in Venezuela was the golden age of Venezuela. Really? It, Venezuela is an oil-producing country. And those years, the, the, the situation in the world was such that Venezuela uh, was one of the main producers of oil in the world. Right. And they continued to be in the vanguard until uh, the 90s. And uh, we were lucky enough to to get scholarships, my brother. So he went to the States. Okay. He went to Columbia University for studying chemical engineering. So wait, wait, what was your, what was your background? So your father was a mechanic. Yes. Were you guys financially strong as a family and they were able to support you to go there? Or? Yes, we, he, he ended up at the, uh, at the pinnacle of his career. He started a, a group of chemical, chemical companies, chemistry and so on. Okay. Chemical companies producing a, a wide range of products, domestic, uh, industrial, for, for supporting many of the industries in Venezuela. Okay. So he, he was very successful. As a, as a, he, he, didn't, he didn't go to school. He basically learned the craft, but he has the knowledge of a chemical engineer. Amazing. He was able to set up all the... He was, uh, responsible for the construction and the production of the, the chemicals that they were selling. Wow. And that's why my brother number one, Octavio, and I started chemical engineering. So you started chemical engineering. Yes. Octavio gets a scholarship to go to Columbia oh. in New York. And then uh, Romano was the first one to, that went to MIT. He, he, he went for a master's in operations research at MIT. Then Octavio followed. He has a PhD in operations research. And then when I finished my, my chemical engineering in Venezuela, I also followed and went for a master's in transportation at MIT. Transportation. So I switched a bit the, the field. Okay. And that's where Amalia came from Athens. 
also to, to, to take a PhD in transportation. At MIT. At MIT as well. So we are a, a, a couple, a marriage of, of MIT. <laughs> no pressure on your kids, right? <laughs> yes. None of them are becoming engineers, by the way. Uh, Amalia is a, is a transport, is a civil engineer with specialized, specializing in transport. And she is today a professor in the University of the Aegean. Amazing. And she commutes to the island of Hios every From week. Yes, every week. Every week. She funded the, the Department of Shipping, Trade and Transport then. Uh, she also got to be uh, at the Britannica, how is it, the vice rector of the university at some point. And in the meantime, we, we were uh, we started to have kids and we have three, three beautiful, wonderful kids. And I, I, I worked with IBI throughout the years. Right. And then, so moving, the story's incredible, moving with IBI, and, and you have a computer science background? I, I, I don't, I didn't study computer science, but uh, I was able, when I was at MIT, I, I got a scholarship and I was teaching computer programming courses. Okay. So my very first job was in computer programming. <laughs> Chemical engineering, transportation, programmer. So I, I do a lot of uh, work with technology and th these days. And software has always been part of what I do. Okay. If, if I don't, if maybe I design it at some uh, some projects, I have developed in, in some others. So when you come from that, you, you come to Athens, Greece, 25 plus years ago, you've seen ultimate transition, total 180, right? Where the country was, where it is today. Yes. How involved have you been with the infrastructure here, like with, with key projects that you've developed? Just talk to us about that progression as a country and then as you professionally. Excellent. That's, a, that's an excellent question. When we got here in 97, there was a, a as I said, a huge um, boom of infrastructure for Athens for the Olympics. Okay. And the... Main projects that were uh, be beyond the, the stadiums and all that was the, the roadway infrastructure, and the, there is the so-called Atikiodos motorway, which is part of the ring ring road yep. that was uh, planned from the '60s, connecting the airport to the rest of the city and also uh, bypassing the north part of the city. So that's the first project that uh, I think has been a, a showcase for the city. It's, a, it's, it's great because it connects also the new airport that is also a concession. These are concession projects. So those two projects brought together with Yefira, that is in the Rio Antirio Bridge, yeah. the concept of PPP, uh, private-public uh, partnerships in Greece. Okay. And those are projects that are financed uh, in, in a... In a an important part by the by the private sector and are run are run by the private by sector. the private can you explain how without getting into details i don't know how much you could say how profitable were those projects like the payback period from building like at the kyoto just changed transportation in the city completely yeah. Yeah. how quickly was that able to be profitable from that investment the profitability of those projects it depends very much on the traffic okay and when you have motorways that are urban, the, 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 usually the model, the revenue model is optimistic because urban traffic is, is always there. Right. And growing with, to, uh, together with the GDP, there is, a, there is a, a correlation between GDP growth 
and traffic. So that phenomenon was by almost by the book in in Atikido. So when the uh, the the economy was growing quickly and well, yep. that was a traffic. Then there were some there were some fluctuations. The project in Atikido Dos is a concession that is has been particular in the sense that when the rate of return is met, the concession stops. It's not for a fixed time, right. but it's when when a goal is this milestone is met, gotcha. and that milestone is going to be met in a couple of years, by the way. So it, the the concession I believe started in two thousand one and is ended in twenty twenty four. So in twenty three years. Atikiudos was able to pay back the project. And it's not so much profitable, it's, it's to be able to pay the debt back of the, of the, of the investment, of the infrastructure. Which investment. is a huge accomplishment. Yes. So the investors were the private sector, the concessionaires, the state, and the European community. Right. When, when that money, together with the expected returns and markup for profit, is made, right. then Atikiudos it goes into the next stage of basically uh, going and um, rebuilding not the, co the the construction anymore, but the continuation of the operations. And, and that's what we're going to have in 2024. Amazing. Yes. So you have these projects under you. I, I want to talk a couple of things. You built a large office here. IBI invested in you to invest in an office here. You have several people that work at your company there. Is this talent here in Greece? Is it MIT caliber? You know, do you need that? Like, what, what what is the makeup of the talent that you're recruiting in Greece in Southeast Europe? Are you attracting from other countries? The um, talent in Greece, the talent pool is is very strong. It's very strong. The educational system uh, in Greece, the, in the universities are are uh, they provide an excellent uh, excellent training. Okay. But beyond that, uh, the, the Greek people are really committed to uh, success. Right. And, and their, their success and the success of, of the companies they work with. So if you ask me what, is, what has been uh, stronger is that commitment. Okay. And, and the Greeks go with their heart and they really uh, make sure that they, they, they are successful in, in performing a project. So Absolutely. Uh, it has been amazing, this, this experience. We, we, we work um, mainly with uh, Greeks, professional Greeks. We have had uh, uh, engineers from other countries as well. Yeah. But they went to school here, for example. So gotcha. we, we found them through the school, the Greek schooling system. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's been... Talk Greek educated. Greek yes, right. yes. Talking about new hires when you're hiring new people, and you know there's younger people entering the workforce who are younger. What, what's some advice that? Where are some things where you see flaws in general, not just Greek employees, but in general, where can people improve? Some advice for new people entering a company. For the professionals or for the employers, the employers. The employees is a good one, and employers, like from what you see. Any type of advice from your seat? Because you have 40 plus people that work under you in your office, right? Um, well, in engineering, is, is, is engineering is a particular field because um, if you come from a, from a market from abroad, 
the interpersonal and the, the interview mm-hmm. is very important. Yes. Uh, in Greece, the interview could be, if you come from abroad, it could be somewhat disappointing, let's say, because the, 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 the culture is such that the, there is no, there is not so much energy that you put in there. It's, it's yeah. more, they are more dedicated for the CV to building what they study. The, the the grades, for example. So in engineering, you you need to see all that all that the combination of different things. Right. Um, it is hard, for example, to read how how the person will be able to work in a team, for example. So that's a little bit of a always an unknown, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which is very very important. Uh, I mean, uh, teamwork is 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 I would say one of the most important factors of, of a person, of a professional when they work in a company and with a team. It's, it's like anywhere else in the world, but the Greek culture, you have to have in mind that it's, uh, it's, it's more subdued, the, an engineer as well. So Absolutely. And, and you personally managing these people and growing personally in your career, where do you, what's your outlet to gather leadership skills and learn as you go? Over the years, what have you been doing to become better at what you do? Well, you have to try to listen a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very important to always uh, analyze. We, we, we are a project-related uh, company, so we always go and go back and do an analysis of when we have completed a project, especially if it has not gone extremely well. Sometimes sometimes we go over budget, sometimes the client uh, might not be that satisfied, but it's more... More is more on the on the on the over budget because there is no project that we're going to let the client not not be satisfied. So so we 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 go back and see where where we had to work better. We have also um, multidisciplinary and multi geographical involvement, even and multinational. Yes, a lot of the projects um, have an 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 international office component that needs to be managed. Those offices work in other cost bases. So you need to be really aware of that difference when you make your offers and when you execute the projects as well. Absolutely. And because of that, we recently started our own, um, our local software development team in order to be more competitive. That started a year ago. Excellent. And that's under your... And that's under my my responsibility as well. So now I finally have a software team because I've been working with software all of my life. So. Full circle, right? Yes, full circle. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We also recently opened, a couple of years ago, opened an office that is dedicated to the design of infrastructure. Because so far, uh, what we were doing was related to technology. We delivered uh, toll and traffic management systems for motorways. So that, that is basically the software and the integration of the equipment right. to manage the, the infrastructure. But today we have now two offices, the, the technology and the design infrastructure. And the design. And we have, uh, we are uh, very lucky to have uh, started a job, a project with Lambda development for Hellenicon. And Lambda is, for those listening, the biggest developer in Greece? If yes, yeah. currently the biggest developer in, in Greece and in the region, I would say. In the region. And there we are uh, applying the latest techniques for uh, design and coordination. It's called building information modeling, BIM. And we are 
basically responsible for the overall coordination of the design and coming up also with the 3D design for the infrastructure of the Helenicon. Yeah, it's That's very exciting. And Tulio, I know, I know we're pressed for time, but is there anything that you could leave us with on, on exciting projects that you're working on or, or exciting things coming to the region? You know, whether it's Greece or Southeast Europe, projects that you're working on that are going to change people's lives because the stuff that you guys develop or are a part of, it affects people's lives and how they interact on a daily basis. For sure. Well, for, for us, for IBI and for me, it has been an amazing journey. Today, IBI uh, is the leader of the provision of these uh, tolling and traffic management systems for motorways. We have five uh, motorways in, in, as our clients okay. and with seven different systems running, five tolling and two traffic management. And that... Uh, has uh, basically allowed us to have a, a great base for expanding into other areas. Um, the uh, areas in big infrastructure projects that I think are coming now are related to rail. Rail, okay. Yes, rail, I think uh, it's, it's, it's the, we'll have the next boom. Okay. Uh, the, connecting, so talking about Greece, connecting, because rail basically doesn't exist here from a commercial standpoint, yeah. passenger. So the plans would be to connect Athens to the north or? The, the plans would be to connect Athens and, and more specifically the port of Piraeus, who is now also a very successful concession in the container terminal. Okay. Uh, with goods that will be transported into Europe. Into so, Europe. Into the Balkans and so on. Excellent. Yes. And also there is a port of, uh, of Thessaloniki that is uh, also being uh, privatized. And, and it will be, uh, the, the movement of goods will be driving the rest of the, infra the infrastructure investment. Yeah. Uh, there will be, of course, competition between rail and motorways on, yeah. on, on that. But it's important uh, to have a, 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 a better and richer infrastructure in, in rail. Excellent. So the goods movements, I think, is going to become uh, an important uh, an important part of the of what comes next absolutely yeah. and i guess the last point is you and your wife graduates from prestigious school you have three kids how much pressure is on them and how, how do you handle that coming from that caliber there is pressure on them i think it has been uh, challenging for our kids uh, to to try to keep up because they do compare to us although we don't we don't Put that pressure in they themselves. But it's look, natural. As a son, the, as a son, you yeah. try to, yeah. Yes. So my wife and I are engineers. So the first uh, product of that is that uh, uh, our kids, uh, they say, and, and our, our, our oldest is 17, and, and he's going to university uh, this September, and he's, he went for business school. So, so the first thing that I think they, they, they try to do is not to study the same things that your parents uh, Study like M Michael Jordan's kids never play basketball because yes. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never be that. And, and um, the 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 challenge is to to try to to step back and let them choose and grow because uh, uh, with the if you if you compare that to the way I grew up with my father, I mean, my father was very busy and he was not too much around the house because he was in the factory and so on but he didn't he didn't go to MIT he didn't go to he he, he didn't go to university so right. 
I was free, let's say, to more, I felt more free to choose and so on. Our kids, uh, I think are, they feel more restricted. Absolutely. Yeah. And Tulu, I appreciate you sitting down with us, having a discussion. My uh, pleasure. Anything else you want to share with us about your company, IBI? We can put the links up as well. But Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Well, IBI um, is, is a company that has been very successful in Greece and worldwide. Uh, it is based on, on, on the relationships that it has with its people and, and the, the long-term relationship we have with our clients that are also based on people. Absolutely. So although we are a, a technology design uh, company and driven by, by technology uh, and, and engineering, we still uh, know and keep the, the human factor and the human relationship as the, our, our, our prime, so our prime asset. Absolutely. But the last thing I wanted to say is that, you know, it is very important to, to stay optimistic in these difficult times and uh, try to transmit the, posit the, the, the positive thinking as you do. Uh, starting with your home, as you think, I think you do. We, I also try to do that with my kids to to make the difference and and, and have people believe that uh, that the good outcome will be still the outcome. Absolutely, yeah. great point. Last question for that: Where do you find those outlets to stay positive? Because there's so much darkness, negativity. Like, where do you like? What's your escape? Where you draw that from? Well, first and foremost, from the family. From the family. Uh, it has been uh, uh, very beautiful to see our kids now that they are, you know, in the ages where they start um, uh, expressing their opinions and, and behaving with their own drive right. to see that they are good people. So that's very important. Very um, after that, uh, it is important to stay uh, optimistic and try to go back in, in, uh, in history and understand what the progression of these developments could t take you to. And of course, be uh, in, in, uh, on, on guard, but always believe that the, that, the, that the good thing will happen. Absolutely. Yes. It's uh, Amen. very important. Amen. <laughs> I appreciate it. And Tulio Richetta, which has one of the best names in the industry too. <laughs> rolls off your tongue, but uh, thank you very much. My pleasure. Awesome. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Invigorate Your Business with George Strombolis. Please hit the subscribe and like buttons and follow me on all the main podcast streaming channels. Also, please share your comments when you can. I appreciate your help in expanding this network to a worldwide audience. Until next time, stay invigorated.